Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. today comes from the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and there were, and they were very dry. Mortal, can these bones live? O Lord God, you know. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and you will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil." Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. Grace and peace to you, my siblings in faith. Quite a visual today to hear that story while that plant is growing. A pivot away from the Gospel of John today as we move into this Old Testament story, as we reflect on what life was like long before Jesus walked this earth. How Ezekiel is providing a vision to the people of God and how God will help them spring forth. That the misery and the drudgery will not last forever. And no, he's not talking about a Minnesota winter. You see, these people are downtrodden. They're beaten up. They're in exile. Not everybody has survived, so there's this feeling of those people who remain 
that they're just kind of a pile of bones, left for dead in the wilderness. Maybe God has forgotten about us. But it's in this moment that Ezekiel is given a vision for the future. Retired St. Olaf professor Maggie O'Dell says, if these dry bones represent the living exiles, then it turns out that the entire vision is concerned not with the reality of death, but with despair. You see, these exiles were the survivors, yet they have dug their graves with a fear of God's absence. And it's to this hopelessness that Ezekiel offers a startlingly simple metaphor of divine presence. The ready availability of breath. Breath. The ruach. Breath matters. When someone tells you, hey, take a deep breath, what are they saying to you? saying stop think about what your body does naturally on its own and slow down Ezekiel is essentially telling this entire people God will provide the breath we'll get through this together it's a story of a displaced people and displaced people have a place throughout our history and today is no different How many refugees are there around the world in modern times? There are at least 89.3 million people around the world who've been forced to flee their homes. And out of that, 27.1 million are refugees. Around half of those refugees are under the age of 18. You don't have to look very far in the Bible to see mandates telling us to care for refugees. Faith Lutheran, along with the leadership of many, but especially with Nancy Mulner, a couple years ago passed out these yard signs. Remember these? This response was in, uh, in, a, in a plea to help with the refugee crisis. Love thy neighbor. No exceptions. You know, our long history at Faith Lutheran of walking with refugees has created many cross-cultural ministry opportunities but it's also maybe reawakened some of our own origin stories. Most of us can trace our lineage to the United States from immigrants, refugees, new settlers who faced uncertain welcome when they arrived to this country. Our ancestors didn't have it easy when they arrived. Many came to this country in search of religious freedoms. And what this land provided was a promise of hope. You know, our story relies on the courage and strength of previous generations to trust in God and provide a new home. And so here we are. We might be called to help others, and yet we know that in our own lives, we might experience brokenness, addiction, temptation, fear. These aren't some far-off images. This is our reality but know that we're not alone. You see, in Ezekiel's vision of a valley of dry bones, there's a place of promise within his book. The prophet is brought to a valley, a low place filled with bones, and in his vision, he sees these dry bones, and they represent the people who are in exile. They feel like dry, hopeless, weary people in a foreign land, but God doesn't leave them as dry bones. This is our calling as the church Over 
time, we've had many leaders step up when asked to walk alongside new refugees or to walk alongside in ministry in many ways. But I think in particular for those new settlers, those new refugees who've come to our country who've been wearied or faced new challenges in adapting to this place, how important it has been that we've been able to walk with them. Nancy Molner, who I talked about with the signs, also was really called into this ministry based off of the Syrian crisis. As she watched those images unfold on her TV screen, she was compelled to formally begin a process for our congregation to help with new arrivals to the United States. What sprung forth from that was a refugee support that's provided supplies for many new families since 2017. And as Nancy's going to tell you in just a few moments, there's a current ask for some more help. But in 2021, we also felt a, t a tug as a congregation. We were approached by Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota to say yes to an invitation to become a circle of welcome congregation. To say, would you walk alongside a family as they come to this country? We had about 10 volunteers say, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And so they, they formed a circle of welcome team. And they waited to find out who they'd walk with and where they were from. In early 2022, that call came. A family from Afghanistan. So we had to move quickly. Sandy Zarembinski was the leader of this team, and she had many interactions of pulling everyone together on that team as they settled into Minneapolis. Uh, one of those volunteers is Rochelle Sosnowski. She'll tell you a little bit about what that experience has been like for her. And so Nancy and Rochelle together are going to share, and they're going to uh, hear their story, their voices of hope to a people that are weary and afraid. Here's what they have to say about the various ways that we as a church have been able to provide refugee support. Hi, I'm Nancy Mulder, and I started the Refugee Outreach Committee back in 2017. Why did you, why were you originally drawn to this ministry? Well, actually I saw a report about the Syrian uh, refugee camps back in their back then on uh, a 60-minute report, and I just, I felt drawn to that problem, and when I saw that LSS was a part of um, that, I actually went to their website and I tried to find out what part, what role they played in that. I also think it was important to me because um, my own father was an immigrant to this country, and I just remember going to Ellis Island and standing there and thinking about him as a four-year-old child coming to this country and standing amongst those thousands of people not speaking English. My name is Rochelle Sosnowski, and I had heard about the refugee outreach um, back when Nancy kind of started it. Um, I was unable to get involved in it at that time, but then I think it was the fall of 2021, Lutheran Social Services um, knew that there was uh, a lot of th there were a lot of things going on in Afghanistan that weren't looking good for um, the people there, and they started reaching out to churches uh, with a program that they called that they have called Circle of Welcome, um, and that sparked a huge interest in me, uh, knowing that um, I would be able to get involved in a more personal way with a family that would be coming to the United States. And um, Circle of Welcome is a, a program that, um, where you, you kind of walk alongside a family and kind of help them 
learn how to do things that will help them to, to live comfortably in the United States. So things like how to get to the grocery store, how to ride the bus, um, how to do banking here, um, how to go to the laundromat, and things like that. And um, it was just something that excited me. I love to help people on a personal level like that. I was really excited to just meet the family and um, it was kind of a process and, and eventually we heard who our family was going to be after a few months. So then in January of 2022, um, we got to meet the family for the first time. Um, there were four little kids and, and then mom and dad and it just kind of was a whirlwind. Um, things started kind of going not so great in Kabul and then all of a sudden all of these people had to get out and this family was one of those. But there were so many times that were just amazing. I, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me was sitting down with um, the, the dad of the family and having uh, a very traditional meal with him and speaking as well as we could with one another. And he was able to tell me that things were so hard for them in Afghanistan and they're happy to be here, but they're also very hard for them here as well. Um, he shared that you know, he shared things about his family with me, and this is all through <laughs> him speaking Pashto and me trying to understand him while speaking English and vice versa. He was able to show me pictures of his family. He still has family that is is in Afghanistan that he is worried about, um, and he was showing me how to eat the things that that his wife had prepared for us, and we sat on the carpet cross-legged and ate our meal. So, what are some of the the things that we as a church can do? I think we just need to be responsive to what's happening right now, and that is there's a huge influx of refugee families right now, and I just got kind of an emergency notice um, just the other day that they're getting several families coming in within the next few weeks. One other thing, um, if this is something that has been tugging at your heart, but you are on the fence because you're just, it's, it's kind of a uncomfortable feeling for you. Um, I was there and I'm, I, I decided to just jump in and I'm so glad I did. And it is the most rewarding thing that you might ever do. I feel very blessed that, that Faith is very supportive of my program and I, I feel like um, everyone very much supports the, the refugee outreach program and so I, I thank you and I always feel like when I ask for help I get that help from people so thank you very much. Thank you to everyone who's been a part of that. Check the Tuesday email if you'd like to be able to help immediately or talk to Nancy or uh, or, of course, Rochelle as well. I think about how this story connects with Ezekiel because there's this interesting promise of new life in this vision, like a sunflower that has started as a small seed and now grows to become a beautiful flower. I think about how that is uh, demonstrating our faith can, can grow in transformational ways too. So whether that's in the refugee ministry or perhaps by members exploring spiritual gifts, or advocating with the legislature, or helping look for crosses made out of food. I have been amazed by this Lent, all of the ways that this congregation continues to respond and grow and challenge each other. You are helping each other, especially as we are 
reminded of God's love, but also just this way of God providing the breath. Where is that breath leading us and taking us in ministry? So I end you with this, and this is from the the Wednesday Lenten devotional materials, an encouragement to trust in God in all things. As we remember the northern lights that graced us this past week, we have this prayer, healing God, I could use your help today. There are things that I carry, things that I wrestle with, and things that bring a heaviness to my life. If you can, offer healing. Bind yourself to the broken parts of me. Call me by name. Heal what hurts. With hope, I wait. Amen. We don't have to wait much longer. Good Friday is coming, but so is resurrection. And it's that hope which gives us breath today. Amen. We hope these words will strengthen you as you live out your daily life. If you would like to know more about Faith Lutheran, leave a prayer request, or financially support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.